You're listening to the Unicorn Business Podcast because there are millions of business owners, but only one magical you. I'm Safina, your host and business coach. Stay tuned to learn everything you need to know to become the unicorn in your industry. Hey there, and welcome to an interview with one of my favorite connections I've made in the coaching community, Crystal Moreland. She is a psychic who teaches you how to tap in to your guides, your higher self, and how to use that intuition. Like She literally uses that to go about her day-to-day life, to make her decisions when she's moving to a different state, and to see success in her business. So this conversation (laughs) went in so many different directions, but I think it was just so grounding to know that there's a different way to think about your business and your life. And a different way to think about like, what do you want to be doing during your day? And how do you want to be making decisions in your life? And so we talk about magic, manifesting, like all the things, (laughs) drugs, (laughs) that we do touch upon drugs. It's so funny. So it definitely took a lot of twists and turns and I just hope you enjoy it. Definitely listen to the whole thing if you can. This is one of the best conversations we've had on here and just enjoy. Here's Crystal. All right, Crystal, why don't you tell us a little bit, like just a little intro about who you are and what you do? Um, Hello, I am Crystal Moreland. I'm a psychic medium and I also mentor other people that are looking to expand into their spiritual gifts, really awaken the psychic abilities within because we all have these. And I am the host of the School of Psychics podcast and the soon to be coming School of Psychics school <laughs> that is going to be launching June of 2023. Ooh, you have a date for it. I do. Well, I was given the date by my guides. So that's just where we roll. <laughs> that's so cool. What is the school going to look like when you have it? The school is going to look like a culmination of several things. When it first begins, there will be a lot of availability and accessibility for people that don't necessarily already feel awakened to their gifts. So it allows like an intro beginners program for them to be able to start really awakening those things within. And then it will vary from levels of very intro beginner to intermediate to advanced. So doing more advanced processes like remote viewing, um, getting deeper into the, I want to say psychometry, but I'm not sure if that's like the technical word for it, but getting more advanced into the ways that you're developing your skills and being able to also offer a way for those interested in spiritual entrepreneurship to learn how to develop their businesses. So you help people who are, or do you only help entrepreneurs or do you help like all people? everyone. Okay. So I have clients that are literally here to go do this work into the world as spiritual entrepreneurs and offer those in a public manner, their, like their, their gifts and their abilities and their services. And then there are people that like they work for someone else and just being able to open up to our own abilities helps us in every sector. So you don't have to be a spiritual entrepreneur to work with me one-on-one and to be able to develop your gifts and have them really serve you in all aspects of your life. Like I've had my spiritual gifts serve me in motherhood. Like for example, the, the, the example that's coming to mind, our youngest, he's currently eight. 
there was a situation where he had gotten in trouble, you know, doing stuff he's not supposed to be doing. And I was kind of at my, you know, human mom wits end, like, oh my gosh, I've just been round and round on this thing with him. Like, stop doing this thing and it's not working. And I was feeling really frustrated and really out of alignment with the whole situation and just kind of at a loss of how do I handle this? And so I brought it to my guides and they showed me what to do. And I was like, okay, that's definitely not an idea I would have come up with on my own, especially in this state of frustration. And I followed their guidance and it worked out so beautifully. And we have not had, like, he hasn't done that since. So it can literally help in everything. I used to use my abilities before I even really knew what they were. I used them in my corporate marketing background. Like when I was scheduling out posts and things for people for different companies, for their social media platforms and their campaigns, I was not going based on the softwares and systems that we were using and their suggested times and their suggested dates to post. I was literally tapping in to my intuitive ability. And because of that, the reports were in the green every single month and clients were just like, what is happening here? (laughs) Yeah. You were like really successful at that as well. Yes. Right. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't even know what you were doing back then. Like you didn't know that that's what it was. No, not back then. I mean, I've been in corporate marketing or I was, I'm not any longer. I'm full time in my Mm -hmm. own business now, but I have been in that realm in some capacity for the last 10 years. And I definitely did not realize where it was all coming from for that full 10 years. But I had a lot of success that followed me because of that. Wow. That's so cool. So how did you start to like, so you help people who are like starting to open up to this, right? So how did it work for you? Like, what was, what did that look like whenever you realized like, this is what I'm meant to do? How did you get really good at it? So mine was, it was a combination of a solo journey and then being given the awareness of the path that I'm on. I was a super negative person, super angry mom all the time. And I hit that rock bottom point that you hear a lot of people talk about where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. I have to change. Like there's not was one of those people that was always in victim mentality and always talked about all the things that I needed to change, but I didn't actually do anything about them. And so I started really looking into ways that I could shift my mindset. I thought that I was just born a negative person and that's just who I was meant to be. And during that journey, there was all of these beautiful ways that I didn't know it at the time, but my guides were dropping in different things that allowed me to open up to ideas and concepts like energy and being able to work with your chakras and energy healing and being able to like connect intuitively to guides and things like that. Grew up with an extremely religious background. That was just a no-no. You didn't think about that stuff. You didn't talk about that stuff. And so I went on this journey for a couple of years where I was allowing myself to lean more into those things, but I didn't know exactly what it was. I went out to start my own coaching business. And at that time I was still working at corporate. And by that point, I was offering energy healings in my home. I would have people over. I was certified 
in energy healing and did a lot of work that way. And I actually started to receive visions that were becoming very clear. Like these are actual visions. I am very, very strong in my clairvoyance, but I also used to think that it was just a highly active imagination. <laughs> so just for, to like clarify, that's like the, what you see, like seeing what you see seeing yeah. visions. Yeah. Okay. So clairvoyance is one of my strongest gifts, the ability to see it literally for me, which it works different for everyone, but my clairvoyance comes across just the same as I'm looking at you over a screen. It's like people are right here. Um, or I'm seeing something played out like a movie theater or it's, it's like being right there. Um, another one of my very strong gifts is claircognizance, which is just a knowing, like, don't know how, you know, but you just know. And so these start, these start types of things started to come through during energy sessions with clients. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't know what this is. I'm a little freaked out. And so I backed off of that entirely. And I, my clients in my coaching business were all personal people that I knew that I grew up with. They knew a completely different version of me, not someone who's like into all of this other stuff. And so I was very hesitant and resistant to share that with them. Even though I felt really called, I was like, well, if I just do this, like in the quiet, in my own private life, then I don't have to do it in my business. I can keep my coaching business clean of all of that. And what happened as it often does, if it's our calling to do something and we try to pass around the gatekeeping, you know, of all of that, the universe, our guides, you know, our angels, our loving team and spirit will reposition things to wake us up and say, what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I hope I can cuss on here. Sorry. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so that's what happened to me. My coaching business tanked. Like I left corporate, my coaching business tanked within 60 days after that. And I was just so miserable. I had given up, like I wasn't touching cards anymore. I wasn't like trying to like intuitively pick up on things. I was like, screw all of this. You led me astray. I can't trust myself. I can't trust any answers that I receive. Maybe this is all made up in my head. Like I was really, really wrecked about it all. And that was in June. Well, that was actually in August of 2020, but in June of 2020, I had my very first reading where I, I went to get a reading from someone else. And during this reading, that woman had said, Hey, you know, you could do what I do. I was literally that week. I was giving my notice to corporate. So I had booked this reading, like, Hey, like I need a little confirmation here besides all of these, you know, signals that I'm getting from my guides or whatever, whoever I'm communicating with, I have no idea at this point. Right. Like, I just want to make sure I need to hear it from a human mouth that like, this is the right, right step. And she had confirmed that it was the right step, but she also said, Hey, you know, you could do this. And I was like, do what? And she said, what I do, like you could do psychic mediumship for other people. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, meh, you know, that's not for me. I am really focused on doing this coaching business. Also, that makes me really uncomfortable. I can't come out to people like that. They're going to think I'm bonkers. And so I left my corporate job, coaching business tanked, not surprising. Mm -hmm. And then by December of that year, I had actually stepped back into working for another company in the corporate industry. And I was miserable. I was like, is this just is this what I meant to do for the rest of my life? Like marketing, 
I don't, I like, yeah. I like marketing business. I don't like marketing anything else, you know? And I felt so, so miserable. I felt like a failure. I felt like, again, like I can't trust what I've been guided to because clearly this, this failed my, my great plan of like going out on my own failed. I felt my whole life, like I am here for something more, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And every single thing that I come to that I'm like, Hey, that could be it. That could be it. That could be it. It was never it. And so I booked a reading with her again. And I said, like, straight up from the reading, I was like, I have to know, like, I can't, I cannot do this anymore. I'm so tired of feeling like this. It's like about every two years, I am, you know, trying something new or expanding my knowledge in different areas. And it's like never the thing. And I mean, like, Safina, I did it all. Like, I had a children's clothing business where I like hand sewed <laughs> clothes that I designed. And then like, I mean, it That's was so fun. <laughs> I'll never touch a sewing machine as long as I live ever again, but <laughs> it was exhausting. But like, I, I just straight up asked her, it's like, what am I here for? I can't, I cannot do this anymore. And she told me you're here to be a psychic medium to help others awaken to their soul path and their soul mission and their own unique gifts and to guide them in that way so that then they can help themselves. And I was like, all right, what do I do? Where do I go? Like, and tell me all the things like I, I, I'm in, like, I don't care. I can't be like this anymore. I can't feel like this anymore. And I'd actually planned on going to this school overseas. That's an actual physical school in England that is dedicated to spiritual development. It's more so on the mediumship side of things, but uh, I was like, whatever, I'll take whatever training. She talked highly of the school. And mm -hmm. then of course, all of the 2020 craziness was still happening. You couldn't fly and all of those things. And so beautifully, I had things dropped into my lap of another teacher that was getting ready to run um, like her first official round of a mediumship development program. And I was like, well, that's close enough. Like, let's start there. I'm feeling really called to start there. And so I jumped in and started that. It was just like an online program, self-paced course, but you got time to practice with two practice partners each week. And then also like there were coaching calls, you know, live calls with the instructor. Mm -hmm. And the first week we jumped in on that. And the very first day, Oh my God. Like I'll never forget it. She had given us this, um, task essentially to look at this sheet of paper with other mediums that had passed and to, there was like this meditation involved where we were to connect with one of the mediums that wanted to come through. And when this happened immediately, I heard this woman's voice. It sounded like an older woman that had maybe smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day. Uh -huh. <laughs> Her voice was very unique and very like easily identifiable. And I thought there's no way that my head can be making this up, but also like, how could this be this easy that like the very first day, the very first like <laughs> assignment, it's like coming through. And so I ran outside and told my husband, I was like, this just happened. And he was like, that's so cool. And he didn't have any thoughts about it. Like, the thoughts that I had, like, maybe you're making it up. Maybe this is crazy. Maybe this is all in your head. Right. And so I had gone back inside. I went back to work and 
just kind of forgot about it. And two hours later, I heard this voice say very clearly, go look this woman up on Google. So I went to look her up on Google. And the first thing that showed up was this little um, news station interview that had been done with her in a city that's like three hours from where I grew up. I was like, that's very interesting. So I clicked play on the video and immediately, like, I'm just, I'm feeling like back in that moment, immediately her voice came on and I freaked. I started bawling. I like ran upstairs and I was like, Brandon, Brandon, like my husband, I'm like, oh my God, like the voice, it's her voice. And like, this is real. This happened. Like, oh this my is, God. this is actually real. And he was like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it have been? <laughs> he just believes in you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I like at that moment, it was like, okay, this is, this is like the legit deal. I didn't expect to be able to have that happen right away. And I find yeah. that with my clients too, like when they come in for one-on-one psychic development, they're coming in thinking like, I'm so far behind, or I don't know enough yet, or I'm not even sure if I can connect. And then like, that's all the permission that your team and spirit needs your intention to say, okay, I'm going to go into this and I'm willing to develop these skills and like really open myself up to this. And things just start pouring through from the very first session. Like we, we already have all this access available to us, but the intention behind it changes so much. It just makes it so much easier for us to hear and feel and see the things that are coming through. And so the first week I had two practice readings, everything came through on the mediumship side. I was just like high on life, like living, living my dreams. So excited. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this is actually real. Were you scared? Second- uh, no. I just wanted to like the voice thing, like of, <laughs> of no. the person, like that it sounds was- like it would scare some people. Right. Or do your clients was- ever feel like that? No, I think at some point I-, I have had some clients where like someone will come in Um, maybe they're just at home cooking dinner and they'll have someone that has passed away that will come in and they're like, Hey, I want you to, you know, share this message with someone else. And they're like, what is happening? Like, what are you doing in my home? Like, what is going on? And it's a simple process of setting boundaries. Like I have very, very clear boundaries with the world of spirit. Like when I go into my bedroom in the evening, I'll either read a book or my husband and I will watch a TV show or something, but I'm like, that is it. That is my signal. My light is off. My door is closed. Like my clothes sign is on like nothing. I don't want anything. That is my time to be a human. And in the mornings, first thing in the morning, I have a routine where I get up in the morning and I get my cup of coffee and I go sit out on my front porch and I journal and they will bring just like beautiful guidance in through that time. But I have very strict boundaries with them that like, I don't need life-changing shit at 7.00 AM. <laughs> like <laughs> give me a break. Let me have my human feelings and feel all of that. And then when it comes to readings or working with clients, because I'm working directly with guides in both of those situations, like, I don't want any knowledge beforehand. Give me nothing. Like when I go into reading with someone, I don't want either someone who's passed through like their loved one coming through beforehand. They, they always like come through, like I've got ants in my pants. I've got something to say. And I'm like, well, that's great. It can fucking wait until this, the reading starts. Right. Um, because oftentimes there's so much that comes through during those sessions that it's like, I don't, I don't want any of that beforehand. 
I am still human space. too. Yeah. Yes. And they're super respectful of that. Like they're incredibly respectful of that. They have a beautiful way of honoring your time and your energy. You just have to set those boundaries with them. So as soon as my clients start setting boundaries, it's like, oh no, it's completely like respectful and honoring. Most of the time they're just excited. They're like, oh my God, this person is now willing to be open to this. All right, let's like, let's do this. We've been waiting for them to open up. Right. I love imagining them being so excited. (laughs) Yeah, they really really are. are. And there's even been one of my very first readings. Um, I think it was even that first week I had connected with the, we call them sitters. So if you're someone that's receiving a reading, you're called a sitter. So I had connected with the sitter's father and there are times that I will feel there's actually a lot of times now that I'm thinking of it, I will feel the actual things, um, in my body. This person had a trachea in their, um, in their throat when they passed away. And when I connected with him, he had messages that he wanted to bring through to his daughter. And it was like, I could feel the trachea in my throat. I became to where I could not speak. It was extremely difficult. I could feel it as though it was happening to me. And I just simply said, take this away from me. Like, uh-huh. I, I understand what this is. Like, take this away from me. And it was gone like that. And it was so easy. I just had wow. a client two weeks ago that she had a very physical thing that she felt. And I had already like taught her to say, you know, just take this away from me. This is not mine. Like, allow this to go for me. And that can go for feelings too. There are times when before reading, I will literally feel what a client is feeling, maybe if they're extra nervous or they're feeling like extra, extra scared about maybe what will come through, or if this will work out, I'll start feeling their energy. And I'm like, okay, I can recognize this is not mine. Take this from me. And it's instantaneously. So having the ability to set those boundaries is really important. Um, but don't get me wrong. There are just like in this world, there are good people there are not so good people. You're going to find the same in any instance. I do not subscribe to the everything is light and love bullshit. Mm-hmm. Not fucking true. And anyone that's doing that is opening themselves up to the potentiality of bad energy clinging onto them. But it's a simple process of shielding and protecting your energy every single day. Like I take this work very seriously. And it's just like anything else in life. Like if you were to go out into the snow, you're not going to go out barefoot, right? Like you're going to put shoes on of some sort. Like you're preparing your body to be ready for the cold. Like you're preparing your energetic body to be prepared for whatever comes around. So that was a very long answer, but hopefully that, that helps. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, By the second week, everything was coming in psychic. And then I think they only made it through two and a half weeks to the course. <laughs> I kept doing the practice readings in the group. Uh-huh. And then I was just like, no, that like, that was the opening that my, um, guides needed me to step into. And mm-hmm. fortunately it was like a self-paced thing. So I could just step out of that and step into what I was here to do. And it was a perfect foundation for me to open that up and set that intention and then really go from there. That's so perfect. And it's funny because I've only known you since May, so I've only known you for like four months, <laughs> but like, no, I feel it like I've known like you way for longer. longer, but <laughs> the funny part is that I know you as like this magical person. And like, when you describe your life and like the past, it's like, you were a very like different person 
And like the way that I see you is just like a very like welcoming, calm person. And also very like sure about what you're doing. And you're not like, you're not confident or you're, you're confident, but like not in the way where it's like, you're out there screaming at everybody, but you're just like, if somebody's going to ask you about these things, like you're very certain. And I remember it hadn't even occurred to me that everybody could have, like could tap into this. And it was like, cause we have this kind of like, you know, preconceived idea in our society that only some people are born with it. Just like we do about all talents, which I think is, I'm always talking about that. I'm always like, no, anybody can like become good at something and you don't have to be born with it or whatever. But like that thing, I still had that idea. Like, well, you're just this person that was born like this. And you were like, no, everybody could do all of the things. So like, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, that is such a key. I feel like that's part of my mission in this lifetime is to just spread awareness in the world that everyone has the ability to use this. It's not just for people that are like, well, I'm going to go be a psychic medium to the public and do, do this work. It's literally right. like this. These are the callings of our soul. These are the answers and the guidance of our soul, right? We're looking at shopping for a new house right now as we're relocating. I'm literally utilizing the guidance from my guides to find the right place instead of like trying to muscle my way through the whole thing, right? It happens with everything. But these aren't things that, oh, we have to go find and create within ourselves. Like if I wanted to learn how to play basketball, I'm literally going to have to go figure it out. I'm going to have to learn a new thing and like acquire different skills, like probably yeah. jumping because I suck really bad at it. <laughs> like maybe three inches is my max, <laughs> like off the ground. And that would be a lot. <laughs> Yeah, But like, I'm going to have to go acquire something, your ability to connect to your guides, to your higher self, to your loved ones in spirit, to all of the wonderful family that you have in spirit, including far beyond that. Like there's, there's just so many, and I'm learning so, so much more each time that I drop in, you know, like on a daily basis, like there's just so much more available to us than we realize to constant evolution and growth, but we already all have that. Like you're born with it. You bring it with you. Like you come out of your mother's womb with it. Like you right. have it inside of your mother's womb. Like you have it before you ever were an actual like human form on this planet. And so it's not something that you have to work hard to attain. Everyone thinks it's going to be so hard. The hardest part of this work is literally letting go of the need to be right or letting go of the outcome. Like that is literally it. And those two things are just human tendencies mm -hmm. that we have to learn to cultivate that trust and faith that what's coming in is actually serving our best and highest good. When I received very clear guidance over and over again, cause I was like, show me a sign. Now show me a signier sign. Now give me like <laughs> all of the signs, right? When I left my corporate in 2020 and it, like everything, every which way was directing me like, this is what you have to do. And then it crashed and burned, right? Sh very shortly thereafter. And I am just like, what? Like, I can't right. trust anything. Nothing's real. You know, like this is all a bunch of hoopla nonsense, right? Like I saw later on 
the exact reason why that happened. Yes. It was exactly what served my best and highest good. I had to get out of that actual like marketing agency that I worked for. I had to get out to be able to experience the other things that I was experiencing. Number one, had I stayed there, I never would have gotten to that place where I was like, or I wouldn't have gotten into it as soon as I did. Where I was like, I don't care. Like, I just need to know I'm done doing this, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm done spinning my wheels in life. And we all have work to do in this lifetime. Each one of us has a soul calling and a soul mission and a soul purpose and a highest timeline. We all have like multiple timelines, multiple choices that we can choose in life. But there is one that's over and above. Like this is going to make the most impact for what growth your soul came here to experience and the impact that it came to make here on the collect in the collective, mm-hmm. which again, like most people are like, oh, this means like really big things. Like I have a beautiful client that she followed the guidance that was coming through for her and she left her job and she mm-hmm. stays at home now with her two beautiful children and one on the way. That is the work that she came here to do was to foster and care for those children, to give them a different life than she had to break the generational ties and curses and patterns that were occurring in her line. And it's like, we always look at it like, well, what big, what is that big impact really? Right. But it's not just affecting them. It's affecting every single person that they encounter in their life. How many times have we gone to the grocery store and there's like someone super pissed off or like yelling or screaming at someone else. Right. Versus when you walk by someone in the store and they smile at you and you have no idea who that person is and it just makes you feel really good. Right. And then their family and their friends and like their coworkers, the impact is so much bigger than we could ever imagine. So when I say that we have a highest timeline, it's not to say like, well, you're not doing enough. If you don't have this like call to work with millions of people, it's literally like we each have our own calling. And so all of that was there to serve my best and highest good. Like it happened because it needed to. And I think that's also another kind of like off topic here, but like, I think that's also another stigma that a lot of people expect that, okay, as soon as I can connect, I'm going to get all the fluffy answers. Life's going to get easy and I'm not going to have to worry about anything and everything's going to work out. And that's just not what we're here to experience, right? There's going to be challenges and lessons, but the difference is, is that when I go through challenges and lessons now in my life, with my guides by my side and having that clear open line of communication, I do not spiral out of control anymore. I don't like wallow in grief about not having the answers. I don't make really shitty decisions. I was a very, like a professional self-saboteur. Like if I could make the (laughs) wrong decision in my life, I sure did it like in a heartbeat, but now, and then I would beat myself up over it. Right. And like have all this guilt and have all this, like just really negative talk in my brain. And now whenever I go through these challenges and lessons, like you have that ability to feel comforted and safe and held and to know that even though it doesn't look like on the outside, like something's going right. And like, it feels like something's going wrong in your life to know Mm -hmm. that it's actually serving your best and highest good. And you can see past that right? You can be held through that instead of feeling like you're alone, lost at sea. And like, I can't trust anything or anyone anymore. Right. So sometimes basically like what, from what I've gathered from what you've told me before is like, they're like, Hey, everything's happening for your highest good. 
we can't tell you exactly why right now, or like, we can't reveal to you exactly. Like, is that kind of how it is? Like sometimes you have to get closer to the future to see why it all happened. Yeah, it depends. So there's the, sometimes the guidance that comes through is very much like, we're going to lay a bunch of shit out for you and make it like so easily accessible because you might need that in that exact situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like with our relocation, I was given very clear guidance that this is the state that you're moving to. And this is the town, like the letter of the town that like the, the first letter of the town's name. And then being able to like go from there when we were actually in the town last weekend, them being like, cause there's a lot of like little towns clustered up next to each other. Them being like, this is not a town that you are going to find a house in, or that you should find a house in that's the place is going to serve your best and highest good. This is not, this area is, this area is like, it's kind of like playing hot and cold sometimes. Right. Uh But they'll, they'll tell you, right. They're like, Oh, this could, this could be okay, but it's not like the highest place that you're supposed to be. There's other times that they'll give you the guidance that you need in that moment. Had I known when I quit my corporate job the first time that that is how it was going to pan out, I never would have left my corporate job. I immediately would have freaked out. Like I have bills to pay. I've got kids to keep food and clothing and roof over their head. Like there is no way you are getting me out of this bitch, right? (laughs) I'd still be there and miserable as hell. But like, that's what I needed in that moment. The client um, that did a, a practice reading for one of her sessions for psychic development yesterday. And in that practice reading, some of the information that came through was like, you have two paths in front of you right now. And you could go down this path and here's what it looks like. You could go down this path and it's going to give you what you're looking for, but it's further down the road. And that person kind of wanted like, where's the roadmap? right? Like, okay, what is, what does that look like? Like, what do I need to do to get down that other path that I actually want to go down, but it's going to take a little longer to get there. And they're like, this, this, this is the information that you need right now. Like we had so much information. We would overthink it. We'd back out. We would not follow where we're supposed to be or where what's going to serve our best and highest good and the highest good of everyone involved. Right. So it really is a situation where it's dependent on what you need in that exact moment. And that's the way that I go into like my connection with my guides. I don't go seek answers. I have not gone and like sought out answers in quite some time for myself with my guides. I just allow whatever needs to come in to come in. They're talking to me every day, right? Like Uh this morning, they were like, put on the yellow dress. And I was like, okay, well, all right, let, let's, <laughs> let's go. You know, like I love there's that. different things, but you just let it come in and releasing that control of the outcome. And they'll bring you exactly what you need. We may not always understand in that time, but we will, everything comes together the way that it's meant to, as long as we're following the guidance. Right. So yeah, that, that makes me think about a couple different things. Number one, like how you're describing some of those times in your life where you're kind of just like, not, you don't know what's going on. Right. Like, it's just like, basically like depression, you know? And then I think like we, we tend to put so much emphasis on ourselves or we're like, like, maybe like we think maybe we blame ourselves. Like I'm definitely more the type of person who's like, I know that I have control over my life, my choices. And so then if it goes badly, of like, what did you do? But other people, you know, like maybe they'll blame the world 
and be like, why are you doing this to me? Why do you hate me? Why is everything going wrong? And so I don't know, do you have any thoughts on like, or guidance on like what people should do, like when they're in that place and like what's going on? Yeah. One of the the best things that you can do, you know, it's funny. I got this tattoo when I was 19, I think I have a tattoo around my wrist um, that says everything happens for a reason. And when I got that tattoo, I got a lot of flack for it. And then of course, when I was like in my twenties and just completely trying to upend my life and destroy it in every way possible, (laughs) (laughs) I was always like, damn it, Crystal, like that's biting you in the ass, right? Like feels like your life is falling apart everywhere you turn and you're, you can't make the right decision and you don't know what to do. And you like look down at your wrist and you're like, shut up like, shut up right now. I do not want to hear everything happens for a reason that is not consoling to me. Right. Right. But now after like just being in this state of connection for so long and really being open to allowing whatever is going to serve the best and highest good. Like that's, I know I've said that so many times. That's literally the intention behind everything that I do for my clients, for readings, for myself, like, I know that there's a plan that's bigger than what I can imagine, right? We have such limiting brains when it comes to us as humans, we have no idea where something could come from or how something could come in. And when we try to nail into the, how we eliminate the possibility of what's actually meant to come through. I've seen that in my business. I've seen that in my personal life. And the second that we get rid of that is so important. So I think number one, the first step would be to adopt that saying, everything happens for a reason, but not using it as an escape, right? Mm -hmm. Not using it as a way to just be like, oh, well, life turned to shit this week. Like everything happens for a reason. I won't do anything or address anything about this. Like I won't try to like learn from this or whatever, right? We all, we're all going to have lessons and opportunities to learn. And we're all going to like make mistakes, right? And Mm -hmm. make decisions that deter us a minute. And that's okay. Like offering ourselves grace because we are humans and human brains are just assholes. Mm-hmm. So not using that as an escape, like, or as your scapegoat to just be like, oh, well, I guess I'll just keep on trucking along. Um, That would be the first thing that I would offer. And then the second thing that I would offer is to really get into the habit of letting the outcome go in everything in life. Like one of the examples that they're bringing through to me right now, my guides is like something as simple as the dishwasher. I used to go ballistic when the dishwasher was loaded the wrong way. It would piss me off. It would drive me crazy. I'm like, this isn't efficient. This is not supposed to go here. That's not supposed to go here. Blah, 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 blah. I would like constantly be behind people redoing the work that they did. Mm -hmm. And when you learn to release the outcome and the control of the outcome in everything in life, it makes it so much easier to get clear guidance and it makes it so much easier to let go of the shit that actually doesn't matter. It turns out several years later, our dishes still get clean. <laughs> <laughs> like everything gets taken care of in, in its appropriate time. Right. And like, I'm not sitting down at dinner being like, well, this plate was in the wrong spot. So I'm just really unhappy. Right. Like, right. It it all works out, but you have to like really get into that habit of releasing the, the control of the outcome. 
the easiest way that I do that is simply by like taking a few deep breaths, putting your hand on your heart, little hint, right hand on your heart activates heart brain coherence. So it like signals to your brain that this is a far more important thing than just something that I'm normally thinking or speaking. And so it's like your brain is like extra paying attention. So that's so cool. Yeah. Right heart, right heart, right, right hand on your heart. Just take a couple of deep cleansing breaths and then allow yourself to verbalize what it is that you're feeling attached to whatever that outcome is or whatever that timeline is or whatever that how is like verbalize it. And then just call in your guides. You can simply say, I call in my guides of the highest light and truth. And at first it may be extremely difficult for human self to like release the outcome. So you can ask for their assistance. Like, I know that I'm really attached to this. Please help me release the control of the outcome here. Mm -hmm. Help me release the timing of things. Help me release the how bring in inspiration, like light the way for me. Let me release that control of the outcome. If you're feeling like you get to that place where you're feeling more and more capable of releasing control of the outcome, then you can just simply say, like call in your guides and simply say, like, I release control of the outcome. I I release any need to be right. Because that is a a human ego tendency that is just natural within all of us. The Mm -hmm. need to be right, the need to have the answers, the need to figure it all out and to like, again, be in control. So doing those things are a very helpful way to start just releasing. But you have to like feel the intention in your body when you say it. Like I often teach clients like, you know, I grew up in a religious household. So when we would eat dinner, we would sit down at the dinner table and then we would all say grace before dinner. But they were just words. We didn't actually like feel the intention behind them. It was like, this is what we do before we can like dive into food, right? Right. Because you were doing it like so often and you hadn't like set the intention like that. Yeah, exactly. And I used to worry that like, Hey, you've been doing this so long and like every day that you're going to get to that place where you just do it out of habit instead of like actually doing it with intention. And that's just, that's also just a limiting belief. It's not Mm -hmm. true. Like you can make that happen or you can decide that that's not going to happen and like intentionally feel into the things that you're saying when you're saying them. Yeah. And that like something that you said, like you were talking about releasing the how, and it's funny because when you were talking about your house, like that's one thing that comes to mind is like buying the house and you're saying like muscling your way through it. And it's funny because I think about like when I bought my house five years ago, it was one of those things where I could never have told you like the sequence of events that was going to happen for it to work out. And it was not like we were worried the entire time that it wasn't going to work out. And it was just like this terrible process because we chose to be miserable the whole time. through. <laughs> but yeah. like, but like, I want to talk about opening up to magic like that. Like, it's like you, you really can't, even if you try to like control everything, it, you can't do it. And you have the experience of attempting to control everything and magic can still happen in there. And I feel like it's like, I don't know. I think it's just like in the coaching industry, there's not enough talk. Like there, there are a lot of people doing a lot more like spiritual things, but I just believe so strongly in magic. And it's like, 
how do you open up to that more? Or like, how do you use that along with the things? Cause we're like, well, we know we have to take our own actions and we have to do our own things, but like, how do you open up to allowing like the universe to have miracles and like work things for you? So one of the things, um, like first off, everything that I do in my life nowadays is like completely guided. Like I don't have necessary to-do lists. I do have things that it's like, okay, this week we need to call like the electric company and let them know, right? Like there are things, yeah. yeah. but I'm also not intensely tasking myself out and saying, this is when this has to get done. Like allowing that inspiration to come through on Tuesday, it was nowhere in my human awareness that I was going to do content planning for the month of September, but my guides brought it through. Like, this is the perfect time to plan. And I also, when it comes to my posts, I do not brain my way through that either. I only do it when it's like, I set the intention, allow whatever needs to come through for whoever's going to see this to come through. And then I just don't think about it. And then it comes together so quickly and easily. And I had like almost all of my September stuff done in like an hour and a half on Tuesday. And then all of my emails already scheduled out. Like, but that's just how I do life. Opening up to that, it starts with your intention. Like our intentions are everything. Just setting the intention that I want to be more open to this. And <laughs> you're right. Like there is this, it's like a teeter-totter, right? Like in the spirituality realm, there's a lot of this like, oh, I'll just wait and let the universe bring something to me. Right. And then in the coaching industry, it's like, no, you're going to like your thoughts, create your actions or your thoughts, create your feelings, which create your actions, which create your results. Right. But the perfect place is always in the middle. Like it's always in the middle of everything, having balance in everything. And so it's not about not doing anything and sitting and wait for something magical to just manifest for you because you felt really excited about it or like not pushing your way through and like, we'll just figure it out and it'll all just land. Cause I know this is supposed to happen, but it's more of like being divinely inspired and then following that inspiration. Right. right. I have a client right now that like really wants to hold on to everything. She's like crystal, you know, four years ago. And she's like, I need to like know all the answers. I need to have it all tasked out. I need to have it all planned out. And her guides have been working really strongly with her. It's time to let go, like burn all of the lists, burn all of the expectations, like let that shit go. You have to be led by your divine inspiration. So sometimes you'll need to go far over to the other side of the teeter totter to just like really be open to whatever's going to come through before you can feel comfortable to come back and then balance and restore that center where it is still divinely inspired, but you're not also just sitting on the couch being like, what do I do today? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I talk about that a lot with like other things about like how, when you are on one side, you tend to kind of like have to go to the other side for a little while and then learn like, okay, I was a little too far over here. Now I want to come back, but it does kind of feel like that. But one thing that yeah. comes to mind is just like, I was going to ask you how much of your day is like that. Like, just like, you're just letting it come through all day, what you're doing, but it, which you answered, but like, I think for most 
people, that would be like a very strange thing to switch. Right. And it's like, we just have so much, we have so much like that we think we have to do every day and that are, you know, in society, like, it just doesn't make sense for us to not do those things. And so like, you know, what does that look like? Like, how do you do that? (laughs) And I definitely, I definitely didn't start there because I went from major massive control freak and needing to have the how for everything to like, I didn't jump from there to here (laughs) by any means. It started really small. It started with a simple first thing in the morning, which I, I teach very vocally. You do not have to meditate to connect. I think that that is like, well, I don't think, I know that that is total and utter bullshit. Like you just don't, right? There are no requirements to connect. If there's one thing you can take away from this, there are no requirements to connect. Like you already have that. that available to you. But like when I was first really shifting from that, like massive, like needing to steer the ship in every direction into being more open to whatever is going to come through and like the energy and the flow and the intuitive guidance and things of that nature. Um, by the way, they're bringing this through to share with you all. Your intention is literally, or your intention, your, your intuition is literally your guides. Like that is the information coming through from your higher self, from your soul, from your guides. So I started so it's all with, like interchangeable basically. Yeah. All those words. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, your, your higher self soul essentially is separate from your guides, but like that essentially is where that all is coming from, where that information is coming from. But, and you don't have to know like which one, like which one of my guides is saying this or whatever to actually like be able to have that really strong connection. Um, but one of the first things that I did was I started meditating five minutes a day. Use the like headspace app. They had this little like um, beginner's course or whatever, where you could just like learn how to meditate because meditating was foreign to me. I was like, that is a bunch of nonsense mumbo jumbo that does not exist. But again, like I was at that place where I was like desperate. I need to change. I can't, can't be this way anymore. Like forcing and controlling everything and just being so angry and upset at life. And so I did like little five minute meditation. And then I followed it up by a couple of practices that I actually learned from Jess Lively. Uh, She has a podcast called the lively show called rampages of appreciation and then alignment. And then so rampages of appreciation, I would literally just sit on the floor in my bedroom, right hand on heart. And I would for three minutes, talk about the things that I appreciated, which at that time was very, very difficult for me to do like extremely difficult. I did not appreciate myself. I did not appreciate my home. I did not appreciate my like job. There were so many things. So I started small. I was like, I appreciate this carpet that I'm sitting on. I appreciate that it's comfy. I appreciate that it's you know warm. I appreciate that it's soft. Like I did that to start. And as you start doing that, you open up so much more. Our bodies are so tight and closed off when we're not allowing the flow of appreciation that also closes off part of our energetic connection to our higher self and to our guides and to having that be a clear channel. Not that it like keeps anything from coming through, but it keeps it from us being able to recognize when it's happening and like what they're saying. Right. Right. So it's really important to spend more time in like opening and expanding your energy, which can simply be done by appreciation. 
right? And expressing appreciation and actually feeling it in your body. So I would do like three minutes of that. And then I would do alignment. And then I would ask myself in that moment after I've already like calmed down my mind and I've gotten my energy into the appreciation state, what would feel really good to do right now? And it wasn't like, I'm going to go get on a yacht and like sail the seven seas because I live in Kansas and there's no yachts near here. So that can't happen in the next five minutes. But it was often like, oh, well, you could go have a, have a cup of coffee on the porch swing, or it would feel really good right now to like go walk outside barefoot, or it would feel really good to na- right now to play this particular song and go, you know, dance, move your body, right? Or it would feel really good right now to jump in your car and go get a Starbucks, right? Like it doesn't have to be this like super spiritual thing or anything right. like that, right? But yeah. that allowed me to get into this state of aligned energy and then run my day from there. That <laughs> like 10 minutes a day changed everything. It expanded my life so much more. And because of that, I noticed that there were more pockets of my day-to-day where I was releasing the control. It became easier because like my energy shifted, my attitude shifted, everything shifted so much. It made so much more available. And you like, you're seeing the results of that as you're doing it, that like your business and like everything's working, right? Yeah. yeah. Like back then, even my husband would like, he came to me at one point. Cause I did not tell him that I was doing this because I was notorious for like being like, Oh, I'll quit doing that. Or I'll, I'll change my life in this way. And it never happened. So I was like, I can't tell anyone that I'm doing this. I'm going to like do it in, in secret. Like this meditation thing is real bad. Right. Like, <laughs> I love that. And so I like, um, about 30 days in, he came to me and he was like, um, I, I just, are you cheating on me? And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you're just, you've been really happy. <laughs> like you're just a different person. And I was like, no, I'm fucking meditating. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was I like, this that. is what I'm doing. So it, it literally, and one of the things was that my kids and my husband noted, noticed changes in me before I noticed them myself. Because again, like our human brains are going to just feed us the same lies and bullshit that we've conditioned them to over the years. And so it naturally was, had a tendency to lean towards the negative. Like, oh, well, you're not good enough yet, right? Like you haven't changed enough yet. You aren't happy every day, all day long, right? That was back when I was, and you may feel that way. You're like, you go from this pendulum swinging of, completely locked away from all the magic and then going into like, all the magic is everywhere and everything is great and rainbows and daisies and unicorn farts. And then you'll come back to the center where it's like, no, I can feel like I can go through really hard times. I can feel very difficult feelings and know that everything in my life is still completely safe and beautiful and secure and coming together as exactly as it's meant to. Wow. Yeah. So one of the things that came to mind was like, actually, I talked about it at the mastermind because like, I was like doing my journaling and I was like, what's the big thing that I like want to do in the world. And the thing that comes to mind is just like how not set up our society is to like, like it's, it, it's basically set up to make us not have access to like any of these things. And it might be like on purpose, right? Like it's like that creates the system. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to get like kidnapped by aliens tomorrow. For I know. I was like, podcast, uh, but... I mean, it looks like, you know, 
but yeah it's like it keeps us like little like worker bees and it's just crazy to think like how much of this stuff that we like you like you were basically saying what stood out to me was like the how we're so closed off and like how it almost like resets your nervous system to like do the gratitude so it's not so much like oh you have to like list all these things you're thankful for it's like you have to put yourself in that state of like being open and that's what the gratitude does and then you you're open to more stuff and then you start living your life in a different way and it's just crazy to think like we could be doing that with our kids and like we could be teaching them that and instead we're like giving them standardized tests and then they don't feel good enough like half of them don't feel good enough and the other half get validated because they did well on the tests and it's like neither of those things really like they both contribute to like the stress that we have to feel every single day like it's just crazy to me so that was like one of the things that came to mind where I was like well how am I supposed to change all of that but like (laughs) it makes me want to you know like to like do like have a different way of doing things yeah it's extremely saddening to me the especially like the more that I've just really gotten into living this way it's so sad to see the way that we have been conditioned as society to be we pulled our kids out of public school um in I guess their last year in public school was in 2020 2021 that year um and so they're going into their second year of homeschooling now that was it felt like an impossible decision um, both my husband and I work and like trying to figure out how this works. And our daughter was entering her freshman year of high school when we made the choice to pull her out. And since then I've seen so many things, of course, because we, we did not, we decided of course, to follow the guidance, but I'd received the guidance that this was what we were supposed to do. And I was like, okay, this is a big ask. Like, it's a really big request for us to do this but we followed it. And since then I've seen so many things over and over again that have shown us like, this was the exact right decision. And the way that our children are like, we spent that first year just kind of like deconditioning and even ourselves, both my husband and I went through the school system, you know, like that's, and it was great. We had no complaints, but we didn't know either. And I'm not saying that like everyone needs to homeschool their kids. Right. That was, that was, our journey and the place that we felt called and the place that we were guided. So that's the steps that we took, but like everywhere, everywhere we look, there is a message out there to desensitize ourselves to our innate connection. Simple things like, yes, moms, you've had a hard day. The exact thing that you should do at the end of the evening is to pour a bottle of wine. Like, let's not even have a glass. Let's just have a whole fucking bottle. And it's like, of course, when we're out here doing these things, like look at holidays in the U.S., they're all centered around drinking and partying and forgetting everything about our connection, right? When we're looking at the things that we see online, it's all distractions so that we are spending more time there mesmerized by what's happening in a 15 second video than we are spending connecting to our Oh my gosh. I have a crazy story. This is just like a side story. I took, I don't know what I did. If I did like a, like a vape pen or like, I don't know. I don't, (laughs) I did a little bit of that one time and I don't like to do it very much because like it puts me like, I feel like I'm like too connected and 
I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw like this video from a club in Miami where these like rappers were performing. And I felt the energy of like the, like the place and like the, the rappers and like, there are like people that I knew and I listened to their music and I felt the energy of the whole thing. And I was just like, so turned off by it and like creeped out by it. And it's like, so scary that we don't even, we don't even notice that. Like we just put the music into our, we like listen to it. I mean, I still listen to like all of this music. That's probably not good. And it's just like, cause we're just not connected. Like we're not paying attention. Yeah. Everything that we consume, it's like, we focus so much on like, Oh, what you should have in your diet, right? Like this is healthy. This is not, but it extends to everything. And listen, I'm not perfect about it either. Right. Like there's still some like DMX that I'm definitely like going to like blast on the stereo in my car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I am more mindful of it. I also am very active in protecting and shielding my energy so that, that, it's not an excuse. It's not like, Oh, you can do this. And then you can just go live your human life so that you cannot make any changes. Like the more that you open up to this, the more naturally you're going to be called to make changes in your life. And like, okay, they're wanting me to point out something very uncomfortable pointing this out. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to like say that the VR headsets, we see those Mm -hmm. everywhere now and people are putting them on their kids. And like that, essentially blocks your whole pineal gland. Like it just destroys that area of connection and like that ability for the information to come through. Like that is your natural, like if there was like a, like I think of trolls, like their little magical stone in their belly, right? Like that's uh-huh. your troll gemstone. Right. Cause like, like for people that magic. don't know what it does, like it's like the part of you that's like connected. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like putting that device on is literally desensitizing that area, but everything that we consume has that effect. I literally have a post going out, uh, later this month. That's like, stop doing drugs to connect. Like they're not, they're not opening your connection. They're distorting the information that's coming in. Like uh, I actually, yeah, I had a, I had a, a person that came to me and was like, Hey, I had this awakening. It was while I was like utilizing substances, but I don't want to utilize those substances to like, keep this going. What do I do from here? Right. And I was like, well, you have the right mentality from it now, but really when you get right down to it, no matter what it is, whether it's like weed or shrooms or whatever psychedelics, like it doesn't matter what it is, alcohol even. Um, and listen, like I spent plenty of years smoking a lot of pots. Okay. Like full transparency. Okay. I'm not like this little Debbie goody two shoes or anything like that. Right. But, um, all that does is it turns off like our fear receptor essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we as humans feel all these blocks because we have all these beliefs in our brain that say we can't connect or we don't know how, or it feels hard. And so we ingest these substances or we inhale these substances and they relax our body and our mind to allow that connection that's already there. Right. That is already like extremely strong. If we allow it to be, then it allows us to just feel that. But the information that comes through from that, like if, if 
I know several people in the spiritual community that like, they will go smoke before they pull cards for people that they read for, like if they're card readers, you know, it's like, there is a level of distortion of the message that's coming through. You're not getting the exact thing that needs to come through because there is that distortion. Like it's, it's just a crutch. It's just another form of like, okay, well I can do this, but I need this for it. Right. Like back in the days when I was a drinker, I was like, I can consume alcohol because that allows me to feel less afraid of what people are thinking of me. Right. Like I can feel a little bit more chatty and, and not like coming inside of myself and just being like, Oh my God, like, what are they, you know, what are they going to think if I like say hello, or if I laugh too loud, right. Like relax my body enough where I could just be me and feel okay to be me. But that wasn't a safety measure. That was avoidance of actually dealing head on with the things that I needed to address in my life. Right. And it's basically like what you said was like, what comes to mind is it's, it's going to be too hard. It's not going to work. I can't do this. Like, and those are just the things that people have to actually just like let go. And that's where thought work can come in. Right. It's like, those are just like thoughts. They're not true. And so then you don't actually need the like psychedelics. (laughs) Yeah. And even then, like, you don't even have to release the thoughts. Like we always make it so much harder than it has to be. One of the things that I teach my clients is um, higher self-integration. Something that I do. I did it right before our interview this morning, actually. Like I do it every day. It's a way to like clear the channel, essentially. Like the way that I imagine it, the way that they've shown it to me, it's, it's almost like bringing your soul down into your body instead of like your higher self being like up here, out and wherever, but it allows you to operate from that state of being. And so it's like, I had asked my guides, well, if I can connect and do readings and like bring through all this information without this, why did you give this to me? Because it came in after I started like just going like fire into development and like the tool came in, you're saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah, The higher self-integration. And I was like, why do I, you know, why do I need it? It's, it's great. I love it. It feels great. And I never questioned it until I was like using it for like a year and a half. And then I was like, wait, why do I, why do I need this? Like, why, what do I explain to other people when I'm teaching it to them? But I'm also saying like, your connection is always available to you. Then why are we doing this? And they're like, it's like one of the old dial radio stations, right? Like everyone has their own unique frequency. And so sometimes your radio station might feel like it's coming in and out. Like sometimes you're hearing it clearly. Sometimes it's a little more staticky or depending, like you may feel like, okay, I'm pretty open to this. Like I feel a lot of like my intuition coming through, but then depending on what you're going through in your life or like where you're traveling away from the radio signal, right? It gets really staticky and you can't hear clearly and you feel like you've lost your connection, right? the higher self-integration gives you the direct dial point to your exact station. And it's like technology that doesn't exist to humans right now. Like it's better than satellite radio. There's no way that you're going to drive under a bridge and it's going to go out for a second, right? Like there's, it's there all of the time and it's so clear. So a lot of times when I have clients come in that are like, I don't know if I can connect. I feel really closed off to it. I have them do the higher self-integration and they are able to start receiving very quickly and so much more easily. That's really cool. 
Yeah. That Okay. That makes sense. And that, I mean, that makes me feel like there've been a lot of times where, you know, like you get in different belief systems in your life or like you're in different places of your life and some of them are bad. And some of them are like, you're not even really like, if I look back at like when I was like 17, I wasn't doing anything that I would be like super proud of now. <laughs> like I wasn't in a good place or whatever, but like, I always had that like connection like I've, that's something that's always come really natural for me is like that. I know, like, I know that I'm supposed to be here doing something. And like, I, like that person's there all the time. Like even in the very worst of times, it's never like, oh, I'm just lost, completely lost. And like, I should end everything. It's like, no, the person's there. And they're like, no, this is like, you're, I'm still here. And so it's kind of sounds like that's like basically what it is, is like, you're like tuning into like that person, right? Like your highest self. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing is like majority of the time, cause I was very much like you, like <laughs> that was one of the things that I really had to mend within myself is like the person that I am now is not the person that I was or that the people that I grew up with know me as. And so looking back, there are so many times where I very clearly had guidance and then I just made the choice like, nope. <laughs> Like yeah. this destruction over here sounds so much more fun. So see ya, right? But that is always there. And so when you really integrate with your soul and you integrate with your higher self, you have that ability for it to just be clear and you feel safe and secure in following it, even when it feels scary. Because that's the thing when we feel like we're all alone and like maybe it's intuition and we're like, oh, maybe this is my intuition, like telling me what to do. We still don't feel like there's a firm foundation for us to step out into. But when we know for a fact that this is where we're being guided and this is what we're being called to do, it's so much easier to take that next step, even when we don't know where our feet are going to land, even when it feels scary, even when it's like, this is completely uncomfortable for me. It's right. just, it's so much easier. It's like someone there holding your hand every step of the way and you know that they're there and you can feel them and you can hear them versus like, I think this might be something. Okay, well, you know, I'll just go make this other decision. Right. And it sounds like, like from your story that at first it was a lot more like you just doing things blindly and also not trusting it and like maybe not listening to it all the time. And now you're very much grounded. And like, I know, like, I think it's just hard to believe that it's possible that it could be like that good and that easy that like we would have something else looking out for us. And like, you know, I think it's, that's just a really hard concept for people to like wrap their heads around. Like, and it makes you not, makes you question it and just not want to really take it as like the top opinion. <laughs> It's like, thank yeah, you. It does. Thanks for your opinion. But like, <laughs> I'll just keep doing what, what I think is so safe. much. Yeah. <laughs> Come again later or don't please. Like no one believes your bullshit. Yeah, right? it is. It's so much. That's something that's been like abundantly clear that part of my message and mission is, is like, this is fucking easy guys. Like it's mm -hmm. so easy. We make it hard. And the simplicity of it is like, this isn't, it's not a learned task, right? It's not something that we have to go develop a skill set for and like go get a degree in and figure out like, you know, like doctors spend so much time in school. I do not have patience for that shit. Like, like I would I never know. be able to do that. Like, but 
this is something that we already had, right? It's like when we learned to walk, we already had the ability within us to like know to look at other people and to like emulate what they're doing and to try like babies aren't being like, I need to go to training so that someone can teach me how to walk. Right. Like it's already within us. And, And so knowing that it's easy, no one wants that answer because we've been taught in life that we have to work hard for everything that's good. Yeah, I know. So, and prove ourselves, like we have to be like worth it to have anything good. We have to be worthy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like that was a big struggle of mine because I'm, I was like, who am I to do this work? Who am I to be at this level and, and helping people in this way? Like I'm no one. I grew up with an entire like family and group of people in town that were just like, like as, as in like the whole town, like you're not worthy of anything. Like you're, you'll never amount to anything. There's nothing that you could do. You can get all the straight eyes and there's, n- it's never going to be good enough. Right. Like there's so much wrapped around and even generationally, like family generations of like, you just have enough to survive or you're not quite enough to survive. Right. And escaping that. Right. And being told all along the way, you'll never be able to get there. You'll never be able to afford that house or do buy this car or whatever. Right. Like breaking through all of those things. And then also being like, how the fuck is it this easy? Like, it's just this easy. And it's that way. I've seen it over and over again with all of my clients. It is literally just that easy. It's so hard for us to break away from that though. But yeah, that story that you said, I don't know what it was now, but it reminded me, you were talking about like, who am I to do this work? And that reminds me of something that happened. Like when my photography business took off was like, so I have always had like a pretty big ego about myself. (laughs) So like, I wasn't like, who am I to do this? Right. Like I wasn't thinking that I was more like, oh, I'm really good. Like, I know I'm really good at this. And, but like that last year in my business, I realized that like, there's a difference between like the skill and the, like that I had learned in photography there is like something else happening. Like, it's like, yeah, I have the skill. I could do all these things, but like, there's something else going on where like it would magically come through. And it was like this being facilitated between like my client and I in the space. And it was like, you can't teach somebody how, like, I mean, you could probably teach somebody how to like do that, but like, you couldn't teach that as like a class of like a skill. Right. So, and I, like, I just remember feeling like I'm not like, I don't have to be anybody. Like, I'm literally just like, the person in the middle that like this thing is coming through me to my client and I'm just like opening it up and I could be like a loser (laughs) or whatever, or I, you know, it doesn't even matter like how important or unimportant we are. Like you're literally, it's almost like I use the analogy of like saving lives where it's like, if somebody's dying and you know how to do CPR, it like, doesn't matter that your dad thinks you're a failure or, you know, whatever. Like, it's like, you just do the freaking CPR. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you're just being, you're just there to have it come through you. And I think that like, that's really interesting. I don't know. I just thought of that story when you were kind of talking about you doing it too. It's like, it doesn't really matter who we are to like, have it come through us. Exactly. Like, 
we're literally here to do the things that we're, we came here to do and to utilize our connection to help us do that in the best way possible, right? In the way that makes the most impact. And it can look like a million different things, but none of it involves us being like good enough because guess what? Like we're automatically good enough, even though like, that's just kind of a made up term from society. Right. Right. We, we already are. We already have that connection. We already have that ability to bring that through in whatever way it's supposed to manifest in our life. Right. Yeah. That's already within us. So check Mark, here's your certificate. Here's your like license. Here's your <laughs> degree uh, in good enough. It's already in there. It's already done. It's already completed. It was completed before you ever arrived on this earth. That's really interesting. It's like, what, like when you look at it, it's really like an ego thing either way. Like, I think like what I described, cause I didn't, I, a lot of people, like a lot of creatives, I feel like have like a really like that feeling like, oh, I'm just not good enough. And I was always like, I don't really relate to that. I feel like, you know, I was always like told I was smart and like, I thought I was just going to be good at everything. And I was just like, but I more had the idea where I was just like, kind of like an inflated ego where I was just like, well, I'm really good. So like, why isn't everything working out? Or like, why, you know, like I'm this good, I'm this person and I've earned this or whatever. And like, when it comes down to it, it's like, that doesn't matter. Like, you know, your degrees, your degrees and all the stuff that you think you've like accomplished. It's like, it doesn't change the fact that you're just like a human, that things are flowing through that any, everybody is the same like that. Yeah. It's another level of letting go of the outcome because ultimately if you're like, I'm already good at all this stuff, like this should come easy to me. Why isn't it? It's literally just you subconsciously being like, I should already have this figured out what's wrong with me. Mm. I'm not good enough to get this done. Right. It's just like a different form of it. So, and, or like, I have to have all the answers. I have to figure it out. I'm the one in control. I'm the one responsible for my results. And like, yes, we are responsible for our results, but we get far greater results and like in far more measurable quantities and quality when we release the hold like the control and the need to like have it all figured out because we need our ego to feel good that like we were the ones in charge of that. Mm, Oh my God. I feel like that's so like, I just know that like people that listen to my podcast are like me and that's like, so what we need to hear, you know? Cause it just like, we just put all this in our own power. Yeah. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things like, and like the power thing, That's so fucking potent because whenever you do the higher self-integration and you're like drawing your higher self in, you will feel far more powerful than you've ever felt running from your, like running with your ego or by your ego in your everyday life. But it's a different kind of power. It's not the power that's going to stall you and hold you back. It's the power that's going to fuel you to like get straight to work doing the shit that you came here to do. And like making it happen and making a difference and making the impact that your soul came here to create on this earth. Right. Cause we are so powerful. Like, I mean, like the truth of us is that we're just humans that like, we could, we're not like eternal, like we could die, you know, like we have, like we could get injured and stuff and we're just humans, but we're also like, so freaking powerful. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. And claiming our power is not like claiming the ego inside of us. It's literally claiming the power of our soul, the power of who we came here to be instead of being at the whims of needing to convince society that we're good enough or that like everything's happening the way that, you know, like we planned, like good for us. Yay me. Right. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. And it's so funny. We like, I mean, even now after like saying that and knowing that, like we still look at other people and measure other people that way. And like, then we measure ourselves that way. Like, it's insane how just like, it's really ingrained in us. Yeah. It, it just takes me back to like, I wish that, you know, like little children, like they, they don't think like that. And so they came out just fine. And we did something to them along the way where I just want to undo that. And listen, like mom to mom and for all the parents out there, like it's never an opportunity for us to beat ourselves up in guilt over what we've done or how we've conditioned our kids but it's an opportunity every single moment of every single day day to step forward in a different manner. Like a lot of moms will come to me and they'll be like, well, I can't talk to my kid about this because they, you know, I, they're just a kid. Like maybe they'll think it's weird or they won't understand. Kids are far more perceptive than we give them credit for. Um, my eight-year-old is like, like he heard someone on the radio uh, predicting like, it was like a farmer's almanac, right? Like predicting like what the weather was going to be. And he's like, Hey, I think he's like you, mom, he's a psychic, right? Like he thinks nothing about it. He, yeah. he like laughingly tells like the world, like, yeah, when my mom went crazy, which just means like when she turned psychic, <laughs> <or> like when <laughs> she came public as a psychic, but he doesn't mean it in like a bad way. Right. Like that's just in his mind. He's like, this is like fucking crazy. Cool. Like, like Marvel yeah. universe, like all the cartoons that I'm watching, they got superpowers. And my mom's over here with superpowers. Right. And then yeah. I have a daughter who is, she'll be 16 next month. She's extremely intuitive. She's very empathic. She picks up on things and like has that ability, even with this move, she's like, I am like, I'm getting, I don't know if this is like my thoughts. Like, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not psychic. And I'm like, bitch, everybody's psychic. I didn't say bitch, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, like everybody's psychic. We all are. And whether we claim it or not, like we all have these abilities, but she's like, I think that someone like, there's already someone to buy our house. We're not going to have to list it on the market. Sure. Shit. There are, there's a line of people right now that are like, getting everything in order. Like we're not going to have to put our house on the market. It's already done. It's like, it's like taken care of. So like she's there. And then I have my middle son who's 12 and like, we'll be sitting around the kitchen table, like talking about our day. And I'll be like, yeah, I spoke with the Syrian council today. And he's just like, mom, stop being weird. Right. But at the same time, he'll like randomly come up to me and be like, yeah. Can, can you do a reading for me? Oh <laughs> yeah. I you know. Love so like, yeah. it's so great to just any way, shape or form something simple, like having your kids meditate with you, even if it's just for like three minutes, the toddlers, babies, older kids, it doesn't matter. Or like just the way that you think, like sharing those thoughts with your kids at first they might be like, who the fuck is this? And like, where did my mom go? Right? Like, this is not what she's usually, usually talking about, but they will start to, that's, that's how the school system does it. Right. They start in like pre-K kindergarten, reading certain books to them or like telling them certain things. 
And then by the time they're in fourth grade, they're like gung ho and like completely believers. Like this is just the way that life is. Right. Right. And then we grow up and get into adulthood and we're like, holy shit, my life is a lie. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you are lucky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So just involve them in whatever and be open to them thinking that you're batshit crazy or being just totally on board and like, teach me more. Right. Yeah. Also be open to not having all the answers and that's okay too. Yeah. I love like where I, at the beginning of the, before we started recording, I told Crystal that I was like, I wrote down like two questions and, but it's okay if it doesn't like, if this episode isn't very long and I love that we like covered (laughs) all these topics. Like I did not need to worry about the questions and I felt like that, but then this is like another thing where it's like, I was like, I wasn't even going to prepare. And then my brain was like, what are you doing? You have to prepare. That's what you do. Like, it's so funny. And it's like the questions that I had were like, so stupid. (laughs) Well, they were just like, so like, they were just not like what we were going to talk about. But like the last, the last thing that I really wanted to cover too, um, because I felt like it was just really important, um, was like the power of the decisions because like, that seems to be the moving, like, it's like the thing that makes you move forward, right? Like, because we do have to make decisions, right? Like, that's like the part. And I noticed that when you did my reading for me, that was like a thing that I had to do. And it's like, it's big decisions. And it's like, we don't want to make the decisions. The reason we don't want to make the decisions is because we don't feel safe and held and that something will be there waiting for us when we've made the decision, right? right? That we don't know what's after the decision. But when you have that clear open line of communication with your guides and like your family and spirit on the other side and family is in like just team, right? Like guides, angels, ancestors, loved ones, et cetera, et cetera. When you have that open line of communication you can still make the decision and know that no matter what, even if you don't see it in this exact instant right now, what's coming right after that, that they're going to show you that, but you have to make the decision first, right? right? It's like every time that I have been at a crossroads and it's like, you have to make a decision, the quicker that I get to the decision and it's not a decision of like, Hey, I'm going to make this decision. And then I'm going to turn back around and like, wonder if I made the right decision and like, hope I did. And like, feel guilty about the decision that I made. Like, fuck all that. There's no, don't look back. You're not going that way. Right. Like right. that is for everything in life. No room for regret. No. I tell my kids all the time, like I've made shitty decisions in my life. I've made horrible choices. Um, I don't regret any of it. It all brought me to where I am today right? It all gave me the opportunity to learn and grow. So like making the decision and then like setting forward, like in this mastermind, one of my areas of growth was being able to stick to one offer. Good God. That is like, I thought that that was like the most impossible thing for me because I'm a creative person. I'm a manifesting generator and human design. Like I have all of this stuff flooding through all of the time and inspiration. And that also helped me like really channel through like, okay, I'm getting this inspiration from my guides to be clear and really develop that clear, like knowingness of this is for now, this is for later. Right. Or to set the boundaries with them to say, don't give me something that's not for now. Like, let me just focus on this and just bring something in if it's for now. But 
I, I think I forgot the question. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's really cool. Like as a creative person and I'm a manifesting generator too. I don't really know that much about it, but like, um, and like so many of my clients actually struggle with this, like the, just like all of the ideas coming in, just being creative people. And it's like, that's something I did, like what you just described without realizing that's what it was. It was really like the ideas don't come as much or I'm just, they come and it's like more like, okay, well that's not for now. Like, it's just very much more constrained. But the question was like, so do you feel like if people are at kind of like a standstill where like things aren't happening, like things aren't moving, like that's the reason why. Yeah. Now there is time in your life where it's meant to be still, right? Like we're not meant to just blaze through every single thing at every moment. There's times when we need to like process what's happening and feel it. Right. And that can just be a simple knowing of like, I'm clearly in avoidance right now of the things that I don't want to feel in life that feel uncomfortable to me. And I need to take a moment to feel this. But when we're faced with a decision, just make the damn decision. Like it's easier said than done, but it's literally only the fear of not knowing what's next. That is what's keeping you from making the decision. But when you're connected to your guides and you have that clear, open channel, you know that they're going to be right there with you right after that. And right. they'll tell you like, here's what's next or stay here a moment, breathe, like sit down and chill chick, like enjoy the beach. Right. Right. Like yeah. it gives you the opportunity to really hone in on decisions become so much easier to make because you just know and trust that you're safe and held in making those decisions, no matter the outcome. Yeah. So like, that's, I think that's the part where like people maybe want the like guidance to make the decisions yeah. for them. Like, and you know what I mean? The thing, if you're always looking outside of yourself, right. You're never doing it for you. And don't get me wrong. Like there are times when I will still, I book a reading, uh, with the psychic medium that I utilize like once every six months, once a year, just to like check in and be like, Hey, like, tell me what's up. Right. Like bring it in. Like I, I want to be the sitter now. Like this is like just being able like some people have spa days. I'm like, I'll go book a reading. Right. Like, right. It's just something to like treat myself. Right. But it's never this like desperation of, I need the answers. So I'm going to go search outside of myself. We all already have the answers within, but you have to develop that level of trust and faith and confidence in being able to receive that, right? Which is like how I work with my clients and teaching them that and harnessing and cultivating that level of confidence so that you can go to you first, right? If you want clarification after that, great. But like, right. go to you first. I, when I first started in this, I was just doing readings and I was like, I love doing the readings. I love them so much. I actually am doing like an IG live free reading this afternoon. I love it. It lights me up. I love being able to help other people in that way. But I was like, something's missing because everyone's still coming to me for the answers. And I need them to know that they can find those within too. Mm, and that it's yeah. like safe to do so. And so it was very much like, that's why you're here to do this. Like you have to teach other people to find it within themselves, not to coddle them through the process. I love that. Yeah. So I just like, I think that that was just really important to cover because it is something that like we, that's like one of the things that we have to do 
that like yeah. is something that's in our power and it's not just going to like happen for us. And yeah. yeah. And that was such a big deal for me. Like it was such a, it was such a fast change for me, like making decisions <laughs> after I made them. It was like the universe was just waiting. It was like yes. waiting for years. <laughs> so <laughs> much to so. do it. Yeah. yeah. Like and the second yeah. that, you know, you set that intention and take that step towards that path so much more opens up. You just have yeah. to make the decisions. And that's, that's the most uncomfortable it's going to get, you know, is making the decision. And then, like you said, like, you can't just look back and be halfway in it and no, halfway all the way. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I w- I've been thinking a lot about decisions too. And like how people struggle with making decisions. Yes, but they actually do make decisions. I like, I think it's not that they don't make decisions. I think they do make decisions and then they like constantly question it and change their decisions and make different decisions. And it's like, that's a whole nother topic, but I just wanted to cover that because it's like, that's such an important part of like the, the part that we play that we have to do of of our part. Okay. Was there, do you have any like last thoughts for my listeners just trust in yourself that you have the ability like love yourself just enough to believe that you could do it right to believe that it's possible because it will change your life in every aspect and make it so much greater and so much more enjoyable even when you're going through parts of life that don't feel that great. I love that. And I mean, I don't know who like, wouldn't want to work with you after listening to this. Like I'm like sold like, are already. You still there? I'm, like, so sorry. It's been so long <laughs> to be one of your clients. Yeah. If you're still there. Oh my God. I've never even recorded later. a podcast this long and I love it. Like I, it flew by, but it I don't know. Did. I, like just, I am like, like blown away. <laughs> Yeah. And I can't believe like some of the places that it went, I was like, what is going on? But anyways, <laughs> but like, like how can people work with you? Where can they find you? I think everybody should like at least talk to you or follow you. So you can follow me over on Instagram at I am crystal Moreland, or you can head to my website at thefreedommedium.com, and you can it's just like one little button on the homepage. You can click that baby and see how you can work with me or you can book a reading from that or you can listen in on my podcast, the School of Psychics podcast. That's so cool. And I'll link all of that stuff for people to find if they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, I'm going to be like, you people need to listen to this. Yeah, we could. we should definitely do another one one day because it's like, I feel like we didn't even like, cover everything that there is to cover. And we got so much good stuff. So thank you so much for your insight. And just like, I think it's so helpful and magical and amazing. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to be on here. I appreciate it greatly. If you're ready to stand out and charge more, you can work with me now in my one-on-one coaching program. Click the link in the show notes to book your consultation call. And to learn more about creating your unicorn brand, make sure you're keeping up in our Facebook community called The Unicorn Business. You can find the group also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.